right, so it's summer. I'm excited about summer, even though I have to work a lot. But I'm still excited about summer. Um, you know, on Monday was our anniversary, and that was fun. 13 years, bliss, marital bliss. And um, we got to go. We went downtown, ate. We had a gift card. It was amazing. Love gift cards. And, uh, and we went to Austin's. Have you read Austin's downtown? Oh, it's so good. And so we got to sit on the patio, and it was in the shade, and it was just like, there's a guy playing a saxophone, apparently that's a thing, that uh, just like right by us, right behind us, and I was like, man, this is like so nice. And then like we saw some, someone we knew walk by, and he jumped in and talked to us a little bit, then he left, and you know, we're kind of like looking at other people like, I wonder what they're having over there, you know? Um, but, it, but it was really enjoyable, it was just like refreshing to be out on the patio. And so when we talk about, uh, we were kind of praying as a team, like what do we want the summer to look like as a church? You know, summer we talked about last week is so important to kind of change the pace of your life. You know, God works in seasons so that we have opportunities to kind of take deep breaths or change what we're focused on or to do a different, diff- focus on a different aspect of what we're trying to do in our lives. So um, we're really excited about summer. And so we decided to call our summer kind of theme or goal, Summer on the Patio. Because no one cannot have a good time on the patio, right? Which is a bad sentence, but still. <laughs> like, have you ever been on a patio? Be like, man, this is terrible. This is so bad. You know, like, being on a patio is like, is like, you know, whenever we go to a restaurant or go out or someplace, can we sit in the patio? Because it's so relaxing, you know, there's lights and people talking, there's kind of a buzz in the air. And one of the things I really like about uh, kind of patio life is how it forces you sometimes to get out of the, the routine of your life, or it forces you sometimes to think outside of what's happening in your day. Like, I don't know how you do at the end of the day, but sometimes I get home at the end of the day, and I just want to, like, take the key and turn it off, and then just throw it away till Monday. <laughs> you know, I'm just tired, my mind is fried. But something about just going and sitting outside and taking some deep breaths, you kind of just start to get outside of that, and you kind of start looking at the inward or you start focusing more on the who's around you. That's such a big deal, I think. Right? Thank you. Yeah, participation. <laughs> participation points. Okay, so beginning of this year, we talked about how we really felt that God's theme for our year was that God wants to do something in our lives today. That we're not focused on maybe what God wants to do in five years or ten years, even though he has things he wants to do. But we really want to focus on today is the day. And for 2018, we really feel like God's favor has been poured out to us, or doors have been opened to us, that we get to experience, and that today is that time, okay, that we're not necessarily waiting, okay? And so, how many of us have been through this year and thought about that and been like, yeah, right, that's not happening? Anybody? Honestly, yeah, me. I was like, where's all this favor I thought I was going to have at this, in this one area of my life, right? And so, part of what I think this summer is going to do is going to f- help us to take a step back and see what God is doing. Because I think God is doing a work in all of your lives way more than you see. Way more than you can probably even put into words. But if we can stop and take a deep breath and look, I think we can see what he's, he's doing. Okay? So here's a quick reminder of our theme, our goal. If you want to go to that. So today is the day. We really felt like as our vision, so our mission is to connect the community we live in to the Christ we love. And we feel like we do that the best when individually we know Christ personally. We're hearing his voice. We're, we're walking in the spirit. We're connected to him. Also, we feel like we're the best at connecting the community to Christ when we have really good, durable, strong friendships, relationships that are bonded in Christ. And then we think that the best way we share our faith or we share the part of what Jesus has done in our life is through story. It's through story. Uh, on Friday night, we had a couple people over and we had this barbecue and, and I was just kind of watching around the patio at our house and there was just like all sorts of story and all sorts of laughing. And I was like, man... What happens around a table, what happens around a patio, what happens when you start telling your story, sharing your, 
your perspective on things, sharing your past, share, sharing your dreams. It's something, something spiritual, deeply spiritual happens, right? You, start, you stop thinking maybe about, like, what I got to do tomorrow. You, start, you stop thinking. You kind of just, like, here in the now. And so it was kind of a cool thing to see how, man, God works through story, right? This, this book is not just, like, an instruction book for life. This is the story of God's love and redemption of the world. His love for you and for me. It's all story. I know it's like, okay, we gotta find out the derivative of this thing or the theological backing of that thing. But ultimately, if we're just like unarrogant for five seconds, we could say that's really just a good story. We can just get an idea of what God wants for us, what he has for us, but we get to hear the heart and attitudes of God. So if you have a Bible, turn to Matthew 13. There's only one scripture today we're gonna read. Matthew 13. If you got Bible, I hear Bibles turning there. Phone apps opening. Way to go. Also, if you have the YouVersion app, it's on there too, so you can look on that. If you have YouVersion. So, Matthew 13. Uh, on Mother's Day, we read the verses right before this, where Jesus is teaching in this house, and his family's trying to get in to see him. And he's like, well, and, and he's like, well, who are my brothers and my mother, right? Like, those who do the will of God are my brothers and my mother. It doesn't mean he didn't love them, but it means that the people who are, are the bond of Christ are family. That's why we say things like, welcome home. We're going to have a big family meeting today, right? Because we're part of this family of God. So th this is right after this kind of long stretch of Jesus traveling and G Jesus walking and, and spending time with people and crowds just like mobbing him left and right. And this is what happens in verse 1 of chapter 13. And I love this verse. And that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Jesus went out of the house and he went and sat by the lake. Has anyone ever lived, on, did anyone grow up on a lake or grow up near a lake or have a lake cabin or anything like that? Oh yeah, you know then, Tina. You know, you know. <laughs> when I was a pastor, when I was a pastor in North Dakota, like, you know, we called them lake people, where like at, when summer hit, they were gone. We didn't see them until like September. And I kind of had this attitude right away. I was like, well, church is more important than the lake because I'm self-righteous, <laughs> you know? And then one weekend, we got invited to some friend's lake cabin and we were out there on the lake and I was like, oh yeah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> Totally get it. Can I come to the lake every week, please? You know? And, the, and, and I kind of get that same feeling of Christ working hard and, and, and ministering. It takes a lot of energy and connection to God to minister, obviously. And then he just goes and he sits by the lake. <sighs> if you ever went and sat by the lake, it's, it's, where, it's where God lives, right? He's like talking to his dad. He's like, I can't handle these people. No. <laughs> so he comes and he sits by the lake. But, but nevertheless, such large large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and he sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. So Jesus sat in the lake. He sees the crowds coming. He's like, well, here we go. So he still sits down, still gets some rest, and then the crowds come. And he starts to say to them, he starts to speak in what's called parables, which are just stories. You probably have heard this, this parable. It's a really interesting one. It has a ton of depth to it, but I'll read it. Verse 3. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some people along the path, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up, and some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because of the, sh the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because there was no root. Other seed fell on the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. So other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, 
60, 30 times what was sown. He, he who has ears, let him hear. Okay, so Jesus gets on, he takes a little break, sits down in the boat, he starts talking, t- starts telling a story to people all around him. Okay, he tells a story, it's the parable of the four soils. Yesterday we were getting ready, we're planting some grass in our yard, a lot of grass. My wife is happy, husband of the year. And, um, <laughs> her words. Um, and she, uh, <laughs> And, and so it was funny because I, w- I, d- I was just working. It was so hot. And it was kind of miserable, and I was kind of crabby. And then and I sat down at the kind of when it was done. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm talking about this on tomorrow. That's funny, Lord. And in our yard was like a mix of all those things. It was the path that's l- concrete, and uh, nothing grows on it. Sometimes a little weed po- pokes his head out of a crack. But And then we had lots of places with weeds in it, you know, and, th- and thorny uh, soil and, and stuff kind of grows there, but then it dies and and there's kind of like rocky rocky paths And then there's the good soil that we just like like tilled up and it was just black and nice We're starting to pick rocks out of it. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. So beautiful. Please grow lots of grass here <laughs> right So Jesus goes and tells him the story and then he talks for a while and then and then his disi- later his disciples come to him And it says in verse 10 the disciples came to him and asked what do you, what do you, why do you speak to the people in parables? Which is a good question. Jesus was a great storyteller. Jesus would come and people would ask him like a straight up question and rather than him just giving an answer, he would say, well, there's this man and he would tell this long elaborate story, right? Or when the, the Pharisees are trying to find out who do I get to love and who don't I love, he says, well, let me tell you a story about the Good Samaritan, which basically says you have to love everyone, no exception, Right? He doesn't necessarily just say, oh, quit being a jerk, love everybody. He tells him a story because a story has way more connection, right? Like, uh, uh, that's why when you hear testimonies of what God's done, sometimes it's way more memorable and way more profound than me yapping, right? Because God works in stories, okay? So the, he, he comes and the disciples come together and they say, why do you always tell stories? We just tell people the truth. We just tell people straight up, what is it? Not that Jesus wasn't telling the truth. Just tell them, what, what are we supposed to do? And this is what he says. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he, who will have, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even that will be taken from him. And this is why I speak in parables. Okay, so he's saying, like, those who follow me, those who are part of the body of Christ, those, who, those of us who connect to Christ, we have us revealed to us, and because of the Holy Spirit, the secrets of the kingdom. That's why, like, people that aren't church people are like, why would you go sit and listen to a book being taught, right? Because the coffee's good, the music's good. But it's because, like, to you, when, we're, when, we're, when we experience the love of God and we experience who he, who, who he is in us and the Spirit comes inside us, the secrets of the kingdom are revealed to us. And, the, and we realize that and we understand that there's, like, so much more and there's so much more, and there's so much more, and I don't even get this whole thing, and God's just showing us, and there's an excitement to that, and there's relationship in that, right? But he says those who are outside the body, like, they don't know, right? It's like, not that they're terrible or awful or bad, just they don't know, right? It's like when you have inside jokes with your friends, and then, like, that other friend that's kind of in other friend groups come, and he's like, I don't understand what you're saying, you know? One time we were hanging out and, and ta- la- ha- with some friends, and we'd been friends for years, and this one guy joined us, and it was great. And about halfway through, he was like, I don't understand a word you guys are saying, <laughs> right? Because it was just like, it was just like we, uh, we had connection, and, and that's, that's kind of what he's talking about. And then he says this, this is why I speak in parables. In parables. Though seeing they did not see, through hearing they did not hear or understand, in them is the fulfill, 
the fulfill, is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For these people's, this people's hearts have become calloused. They're hardly, they hardly hear with their ears and they hardly close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and I would heal them. So he's saying that the reason why I don't just tell people straight up what it is is because people can't understand, right? Like there's things in my life that I did not understand until God revealed them to me, right? That's, that's like how it works. And so like if someone would come to me when I was a new believer, be like, all right, this is what you gotta know. Boom, 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 boom. And he just explain all that stuff to me. I'd be like, well, I have no hope, right? So, that, so God says like, it's sometimes you don't understand because God hasn't revealed it yet, right? And the reason why I speak in stories and parables is because I want, I want to lovingly kind of plant seeds in people's lives and hearts, right? That's why whenever you see someone like on the street corner with like a turn or burn sign, ever see that guy? Or like a guy, in a, we were one time at a Rockies game, there was a guy in a soapbox literally screaming through a bullhorn about repent sinners, you know? There's a reason why people don't respond to that. Right? There's a reason why people don't respond to that. Because people don't have ears to hear that. Should we repent as sinners? Absolutely. I mean, I do every day. God, I blew it again. Sorry, help me. You know? Should, should, we, should we respond to the, the decision of heaven or hell? Absolutely. But the reason why it doesn't work for us to, sh- to, you know, shout it from the rooftops or to say, you know, I had talked to this kid who works for me and he was saying that, yeah, all these people at school just come to me and they say, what are you going to do when you die? He's like, I don't know, get buried, you know? And, <laughs> and then he's like, are you going to heaven or hell? And he's like, I don't, I don't know, you know? The reason why sometimes that doesn't work or hasn't worked since the 80s is because people don't have ears to hear, right? And Jesus understood this. If you struggle with how do you share your faith, anybody? This guy, I do. You know what's the most awkward thing to say to someone? Let me tell you about my Lord Jesus Christ. Awkward. <laughs> Your pastor said that, so you're free to think that's awkward. <laughs> I've never actually said that when it wasn't kind of a joke. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know what? Even Jesus wouldn't reveal himself to the crowds. What would Jesus do? He would tell stories. Not that you don't have moments where God says, like, you need to go talk to this person and tell them this thing. That's a completely and utterly valid, and listen to the Holy Spirit and do that, right? But what I'm saying is that there's a reason why people don't respond, or why we're freaked out, like, because we think that what it means to share your faith, or what it means to share Jesus with other people means that I have to have, like, the, the ABCs of leading someone to Christ, or that I have to get them to say, like, yes, are you a sinner? Decide. Say right now, right? Or that I have to, whatever, have them raise their hand, or whatever it is. And that's why you don't share your faith. It's not because you don't love Jesus. It's not because you are not a good person or don't have a heart to really let people be connected to this place and connected to their Savior. It's none of that. The reason why you don't want to share your faith and I don't want to share my faith sometimes is because of those examples. The disciples are like, just tell them what it means. Jesus is like, no. They don't have ears to hear. They don't have eyes to understand. So that's why I tell stories. That's why I share a broader picture. That's why I I plant seeds of what the kingdom is light, like. I know people that, I know, I know many of you feel guilty. I just don't pay, share my faith enough. It's not a good Christian because I'm just ashamed. And it says, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And I'm ashamed. You're not ashamed. You are, you've been modeled in our lives, bullhorn guy. 
Or we've been modeled, walk up with the track guy. Or I get, anyone get door-to-door people? I get door-to-door people. They're wearing suits, and they're like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you about him, too. He's my best buddy. You know? <laughs> they're like, what are you preaching about over there? Jesus, actually. Um, sorry. The reason, why, the reason why you don't share your faith is because of that. It's not because you're ashamed. It's because we put in people's lives, like, you have to know all these things. And you have to, and you have to be able to exp- explain, the, the, like, the holistic view of this book. Or you have to under, if someone asks you a question about this, you might not know it. And then you're, what am I going to do? And you know what, I, you, know what you got to do? You just have to share, share your story. And not even in, like, well, this is what God's doing in my life. But in your story will come out what God has done in your life. And in your story will come out what God's doing in your life. And what in your story or in your future is, will come out what God wants to do in your life. And in that, for people that can't hear or can't understand and can't, don't know, which is not anyone's fault, it's just part of where they're at right now, what that does is plant seeds in people's hearts where God can work. Because it's God's job to change hearts. Amen? It's God's job to, tr- to transform lives. And, we, and he uses us, and he, he, he invites us to be a part of that for each other, but it's the Holy Spirit's job that leads to truth, convicts of sin, shows his voice and his love to that person. And we just invite people to it. Man, come be a part of it. Or we share our story, like, listen, yeah, I didn't like Bullhorn Guy. That was weird. I mean, I love him because Jesus says, but I don't really get it. This is what God's done to me. One time someone asked, was asking me, was like, well, what about Noah's Ark? Flood the whole earth or some of the earth? It's like, it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what about this? What about the earth? Is it seven days creation or is it seven million years? What is it? I'm like, I don't know, I got my ideas. I'm like, you know what? We can debate this. We can talk about this. But all I can really do is tell you what Jesus has done in my life. All I can do is that I, is that there is an empty tomb, and there's a Savior that I've experienced, and I continue to do. And you don't even have to believe that, but I'll just tell you what it is with me. That plants seeds. So this summer, as you're on the patio and as you have friends over, as you share meals and laugh, stay up too late, I'm really tired the next day. That's spiritual too, I think. Just share your story. Just share what God's done. And it doesn't even have to be, like, super spiritual, but just, like, stick it in there a little bit. Other night I was with some neighbors, and we were talking, and then something brought up, and I got to share, like, about a trip I took for a mis- some mission work, and they're like, wow, that's crazy. Or I was telling another story, and I mentioned I went to this country, and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, what happened to that country? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this happened, this happened. They're like, wow, that's cool. You know what that is? I'm just planting seeds. I'm sharing the story of God to them. I'm sharing my story of faith with them. I'm doing it naturally because I don't expect them to have ears to hear, and we shouldn't. Just like why Christians get so uptight about the world, and the world's getting bad, and this person isn't acting the right way. Why would they? They don't have the Spirit of God that's like inside of them and and being revealed to them and and is like convicting them. They don't have that. Why would we expect people to have that? So just share your story. Share what God's doing in your life. And even if you don't say God is doing this, just share. Just talk. Make sense? Share your good and your bad. 
and you're ugly with people. All right, so Jesus explained. He said the parable, and he's with the disciples. He's telling them why he talks in parables. And then he does something that he is now, doesn't do any other place. He explains what the parable means to his disciples. So this is like the only place in Scripture where he stops and explains what the parable means, like in detail. Usually he like, the Pharisees come, he tells the story, and they're like, what does it mean? He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm out. You know? <laughs> he does that. It's awesome. It's like my favorite thing. Or this is one time where he like challenges them and he's like, can he, they ask a question then he asks them a question. And they're like, well, we don't know. He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you either. <laughs> See ya. But this time Jesus does it. This time Jesus explains to his disciples what it means. And it's a gift to us because it helps us to learn how to discern what Jesus is saying. Verse 18. Listen then. So he says, those who have ears, let them hear. This is not just a call to unbelievers, but to believers. Sometimes believers want to live in ignorance, right? Like, if I don't know it, then I don't have to be accountable to it, right? Honest, real talk, yeah. But Jesus is saying, like, in these stories, have ears to hear, because what's in it is the blessing of God. He even says it before this in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you did and did not see and to hear what you did not hear. He says, I'll bless you if you'll see it. So now he says, listen, listen with your ears, your heart, listen with your heart is what he's saying. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path, the seed falling on rocky ground. For it refers to someone, so the, so the path first is, the, is where seeds drop. You ever like plant seeds, like throw seeds out, right? So typically you're just throwing seed. You're not like necessarily, like if you're planting like, you know, peas or corn or something like that, you take a seed, a seed, a seed. But with th this is not what he's talking about. He's like talking about planting grass. Like we're just going to, We'll probably be more precise than that. You know, but we're just going to just throw in, we're just plant seed, right? Right? Some of it's going to fall on the rocky, or it's going to, on, on, the, on the cement, the, the birds are going to come, it's not, nothing's going to happen, right? Then he said, then there's a rocky path that has some cracks and some dirt. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and once receives it with joy. But since it has no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word or because of this faith they've stepped into, walked into, they quickly fall away. This is kind of off to the side where, where, where it's rocky and it's kind of more of a walking path than anything. And, the, and something can get, get planted, but after a while it gets, you know, it doesn't last. You know, the, it gets hot, it dries out, it dies. The seed that falls along the thorns or the weeds refers to someone who hears the word and this is the one that gets us all. Ready? This is the this is gets us all in our hearts. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word because it's making it unfruitful. Life, how many people like you like God's done something, you're like, oh now I'm gonna like start whatever. I'm gonna do this every day. I'm gonna be all in on this thing, and then Monday comes and you go to work and I'm like, oh. I'm going to start loving everybody, and then Monday comes, you're like, I can't do that. can't <laughs> do that. I know, or people I know, and this is tragic, who God has called to do mighty things, but they've let the cares of this world, 
the pursuit of whatever success or pat on the back or trophies they want deter what God wants to do? Tragedy. But the seed that falls on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This one, this is the one who produces a crop yielding 60 or 160 or 30 times what was sown. So what's the point of the story? Every time we share a story, every time we share something from our lives, every time we share about God or what God's doing or who he is or whatever, we're sowing seed, right? It's not your job, obviously from the parable, to focus sometimes on where you're sowing seed, right? Because obviously the person who's sowing seed right here is just like chucking seed everywhere. And that's the vision, that's that is the visualization of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is that wherever we go, we are like him, and we try to be like him, and we try to talk like him. We're not always, you know, you have to be weird, bullhorn guy. We share a story, we're kind, we're loving, and everywhere we go, we sow seed, okay? Knowing that it's God's job to take care of the soil. It's God's job to, to help the seed get planted, right? I, all I can do is sow, you know? All I can do is tell the story. All I can do is share what God's doing in my life. Stuff falls on rocky ground. If you have people that in your life that you've been praying for for years and years and years and they're not coming to know Jesus or they're not having a relationship with him and it just feels like it's, it's, it's falling on rocky ground or on, on a path, don't stop sowing seed. Don't stop. God's job is to do what we did yesterday. Is we took some rocky path and we took some weeds and we took some hard ground and we just destroyed just pulverized it. We killed it. We got all the weeds out of there. We dug it up. My back hurts a lot. And uh, we took this area that was rocky and had a path and was, and was uh, weeds and thorns and thistles, and we just made it good soil. And it was work. And it was work. It's God's job to work the ground. You realize that? It's God's job to work the soil. It's my job to sow seed. Because if I don't have seeds sown, then things can't grow. If I don't take the word of God, the story that God's doing in my life, and I stop sowing seed, I'm like, oh, this is just a hard path. I'm going to stop doing that. It doesn't give God an opportunity to take a hammer and chisel to that cement. How many people know people, someone's heart who's like, it's just like cement? Like, man, if you soften your heart, man, God could do a cool thing. My job is to sow the seed. Your job and the people around you is to share your story. That's why a patio is so beautiful. Because it creates times to share stories. So, for the summer, we're going to focus on sharing our story with other people. And it's going to feel very unspiritual at times. Okay? Sometimes when something feels unspiritual, it's sometimes the best. <laughs> right? Because what we've done so much, and we've talked about this before, is we've taken our kind of evangelical Midwestern, wherever you're from, I'm from the Midwest, uh, Christianity that we grew up in, and we just like think that is what this is, or what a relationship with Jesus is, and it isn't always that. Or there's parts of it that are great, parts that need to go. Right? My, my, my heart for you, and my prayer for you, and my prayer for me is that, man, the people that God's put in my life, that I would just sow seed wherever I go. That I would just be like Christ, that I would love, even in my frustration, you know, like, it, it's not unchristlike to be frustrated, right? But it's like we talked about last week. It's not about that I can't be burdened. 
It's that I take my burdens to Jesus, and he takes them. And that's the testimony to the world. So sow seed. So you guys want to come up? We're going to, so this is what we're going to do this summer. I'm so excited. We're going to blast. Okay, see this little thing on your, uh, every week you get a paper. It's like school. This is your take home. This is your weekly take home. So what we're going to do this summer, as a body, as a family, as friends, we are going to read through the story of Jesus together. We're going to read about the story of Jesus and what he said and what he did. And then we're going to read about the story of the early church. So we're going to read together the Gospels, and we're going to read together the book of Acts. How's that sound? Yeah. So some of you are like, oh, I suck at reading the Bible. Oh, gosh. I suck at it so bad. You don't. You don't suck at it. But we figured it would be fun this summer to look at the story of Jesus because Jesus modeled for us how to do this. Like, I don't get why people think they have to, like, yell and scream on the side of the corner. Jesus never did it. The only people he yelled and screamed at were those people, religious leaders. But Jesus modeled for us. He's like, man, listen, those people don't have ears to hear. They don't understand yet. So why are we, like, why would we put that burden on them? Believe what I believe. Think the way I think. Act the way I, I act. Why would we do that? Or, why, or isn't it a better story to say, this is what God's done in my life. And I, I, man, I was burdened this week, but I, God just took it. He, I don't know what that means. Or that, he took it. I don't feel burdened anymore. Because if you do that, what will happen is you're planting seeds. And wherever they're at with that soil, wherever they're at in their hearts, God can take that soil and work it now. Because our job to plant seeds it's God's job to work the soil. And actually, it's not even hard for him because nothing's hard for God. Because Christ already paid it, took care of it. So, if you would, and, and this is my prayer for you guys as well. Um, some of you maybe have just felt like guilty your whole life about not reading the Bible. And we're just going to kill that this summer. We're just going to kill it. It's going to be gone. Gonna leave it down the road somewhere. I don't care. We're just going to be done with that. Because it's never meant to be a burden. It's meant to be, it meant, it's meant to be joined and connected to the Savior that lives inside of me, the Spirit of God who's along with me and speaks to me. It's supposed to be a way that I learn how do I live the way Christ wants me to live or how do I just experience the fullness of who I am in Him and how do I know my new, new identity? How do I share my faith? How do I grow together? How do I know Jesus? This is it. This is how you do it. The Spirit of God and the Word of God and each other. So, we're going to read, it's like a chapter a day. And if you skip, if you miss like five days, I don't care. You just go the next day, it's fine. Okay? But what, what, what my prayer will be for all of you is that you won't be like, sweet, read it, done, check. But maybe you'll like read through two verses and you'll just sit on it and think about it. You'll start to see yourself in the story. You'll start to see that, that this was written as his story of his love for you. And it would become less religious discipline and more what God calls the bread of life. It's bread. It, it fills you. It guides you. So we're going to read that together. And then on Sunday, we're going to preach on what you read that week, some part of it, okay? And then you're going to share on stage. It's going to be great. Just kidding. Don't freak out. But you are. Okay. Next thing we're going to do this summer is we're going to uh, ask, we'll talk about this more next week. Same with, we'll talk about this more. We're, next week, we're going to talk about how, what it means to read the Bible. How do you read the Bible? because I think we don't know, mostly. Um, and then we're going to talk about 
being in community about, uh, together in groups and around tables. Last thing is, um, next Sunday we're doing a patio night. And the best time and opportunity and place to share your faith is around people that sh- are with you, right? Right? Or, or just to like model a life living or to share a story about something that's happened together. And so I would invite you next Sunday to bring someone, someone that lives next to you. We're going to invite our neighbors. We always invite our neighbors. It's like four or five couples we always invite. Sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. That's okay. So and sees. Or maybe there's a, a couple from work or a family or someone that you, that you know that just think it'd be great to be connected to. Bring them and invite them, and we won't be weird, okay? <laughs> Through that. But my challenge to you would be this. Um, would you start seeing your days as times to sow seed? And when you, if, when you see that, listen, you are sharing your faith. And that thing you felt guilty about all your life, I just don't share my faith enough, I've never led anyone to Jesus, whatever. When you start just seeing yourself as someone who has a story to share or a heart to give or, you know, maybe just serve and give and help, man, do you share your faith? And then sometimes Jesus will tell you, okay, now it's time to say it. And that's a spirit thing, okay? So I want to pray, and I want to pray for all y'all. And we're going to sing. Does that sound good? Okay. So let's pray. Everyone eyes closed, we'll pray. Jesus, thank you so much. Lord, the reality of that parable is that um, we can move sometimes in and out of the soils in our own hearts. The reality of, of the parable is that you know, sometimes my heart is real good soil. Sometimes all the weeds are gone and the rocks are picked. And sometimes my heart is just like, man, I can, I can just feel you growing inside of me and you're just doing a good work in me and I can hear your voice. And then there's other days where the cares of this world... And the, and the pursuit of wealth or the pursuit of success or the pursuit of ego or whatever it is just is thorns and weeds that int- intertwine. And I forget about what you want to do. And there's some times where I just, my heart gets hard. And the things that you want to say and do just cannot dig in to the root, to make roots. So right now in this moment, just take a second. Where is your heart at? If you made a decision to Christ, you're not a, you're not a path, right? Spirit of God's in you. But our hearts can move in and out of being good soil, thorny soil, and just hard-hearted soil. So just take a second here. Where's your heart at? Jesus, we thank you for this day. God, wherever we're at right now, I thank you that it's your job to till the soil. That, you're, that you will, and, but it requires of us, right? It requires you to let us let you do that. It requires of us, maybe there's some things in our lives, some weeds that got to go, or maybe there's just something I got to forgive to make my heart soft again, or whatever it is, God. God, I pray, just for anyone here, I want to pray for them with every eye closed. If, if you're here and you're like, man, my, my heart is not good soil right now. It's like my heart is not soft and, and ready to grow whatever God wants to do. It's maybe hard or it's full of thorns. Or the cares of this world is just taken over in my life. If that's you, just shoot your hand up. I want to pray for you. Yeah, I see you. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Anyone else? Like, man, I just want to have good soil again. 
It's good. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are with us here, God, and in us what, what we think is going to take all this time and labor and energy, like it took me yesterday in my yard. Lord, you can come and you can do. Lord, you can come and you can, you can just change our hearts, or you can soft, begin the softening of our hearts right now. So every, with everyone here, Lord, that, that says, I want to have good soil in my heart again, I pray that you just would do that in a mighty way. Do that what only you can do, God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. God, fill us with your heart and your love and who you are so that we can have a heart that's open to you and open to share and open to produce fruit in our lives. God, we just give you our hearts again now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Why don't you stand up? Want to sing, sing here?